and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Here we go. It's another great week of fun and frolic on the Brad and Brit cast. I'm Brad Cranst. My co-host is uh, Britt Whitmire, uh-huh. uh, popul- popular male model. You may remember him from the Marlboro commercials. <laughs> and Brad Krantz still upset that the Carol Burnett special aired on NBC when her show wasn't on NBC at all. Britt, you want the truth? You ready? I'd like to hear the truth. We, 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 I, I just noticed that that was on last night, uh, I think at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. On NBC, and uh, we were DVRing The Simpsons, okay, mm-hmm. to, to watch that. That was a new episode, and I was anticipating the possibility. And they've done this before on The Simpsons, where they will re-edit an episode, a new episode, right before it airs, if there's something really newsworthy. Yeah, and since there's, yeah. since there's been some newsworthy things at the Fox News Channel, and they have taken shots at they have uh, Rupert Murdoch and and the uh, whole concept of uh, Fox quote unquote news not really being news. I thought maybe they'll slip something in. They didn't. They huh. didn't. But uh, you never know. Maybe next week. Anyway, so we saw that the Carol Burnett thing was on, and we're you know we're big fans. I said, do we really want to watch this at all? And we quickly agreed that the last thing we want wanted to do was watch uh, Amy Poehler. Oh, and well, Tina Fey come out and talk about how they loved Carol Burnett as kids and all that kind of shit. I said, no, we don't need it. Don't it's need terrific. it. It's terrific. It really is yeah. very good. Bernadette yeah. Peters is in it, and she sings, and she's Again, wonderful. I'm it's, done I with mean, her. It's, I'm it's so done remarkable. with her. Uh, they do. They have tributes from no. almost uh, Bob Odenkirk, who is a guy that I know you, you two hate. He's up don't, there paying tribute to her. I don't care. Oh, it's it's a fantastic special, everybody. If you see it on the Peacock or whatever you do, this you is really your way of justifying wasting an hour of your life on oh, something two, that you didn't it's, need. It's two hours, and it's fantastic. <laughs> two hours? Oh, Jesus two, God! It's two. It, 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 by the way, it was on like live <laughs> Thursday, and they ran it again last night, and it's really the, excellent. This this was our take. You ready? Yeah. Harvey Corman is dead. Tim Conway is dead. Lyle Wagner is dead. Steve Lawrence is dead. Ernie Anderson is dead. dead. I Ernest wish I was dead. Yeah. Ernest Borgnine, dead. Right. <laughs> All right. of these people are dead. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. No, it's, enough, it's really terrific, though. You, you, it's, you, everyone should watch it. It's really Oh, sure. Right. It's I'm sure really it's just good. great. Brit. On demand on Peacock. It's worth your free trial. You're such, right a, you're, you're such a nostalgic softy for, for – uh, uh, me and my, it's my baby boomer stuff. You know, it's me. Nothing, nothing good has happened since 1978. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> <sighs> All right, here you go. Here's the list. Give it to me. The uh, trial or trials of Don Trump in Fun City continue. All right. Um, the Feinstein fiasco. Uh, Bill Maher gets engaged to Elon Musk live on HBO Friday night. Yeah. Uh, AI kicks MD's ass. TV already bad, about to get worse. Uh, worst show ever. I've got more T. Let me finish this up because this is a Sunday night TV disaster zone for us. All right. You know, I told you we, uh, we watched that episode of The Simpsons 
that we uh, DVR'd. So, you know, that brought us right up to 9 o'clock, right up to 9 o'clock there. And by the way, that show, that Simpsons, I can't fucking believe how good it is. It's just every yeah. – <laughs> they, they put more shit into a half hour, which is probably 20 minutes of of stuff. They get more in there. Anyway, so then, then we watched uh, Succession at 9, and we're about to just throw in the towel for the night. And uh, I'm uh, I'm flipping. I'm flipping, even though Gary Shandling told me no flipping, but I'm flipping. <laughs> Gary Shandling didn't say that. Larry Sanders did. <laughs> the great Larry Sanders said that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, for the first time in my life, we stopped on uh, what for us, Brit, on uh, Spectrum Cable is number 25. That's Discovery Plus or oh. Discovery, whatever yeah. it is. And, Discovery Channel, yeah. and I know this show has been on forever. But like a lot of things, I've admitted it, great movies that got by me that I've never seen. For instance, two weeks ago, we watched Casino. I'd never seen Casino. Oh, I admit it. I admit it. Isn't it fantastic? So this, right. So this show called uh, Naked and Afraid is on discovery yeah. i'd never seen it never i never watched that channel somehow we start watching this episode i'm familiar and with the concept i've never actually seen the show th- you ready you ready watch it it, it it's oh. not as good as the carol burnett special never will okay be. with uh people who were too young to ever have been on her real hit show on cbs but are acting just like fans and all that except for by the way bernadette peters who was on the ed sullivan show when she was nine singing and she still looks and sounds the same i get that they also had vicky lawrence was on there and beverly Uh sills and a lot of people i don't want to see see an 80 year old vicky lawrence either i don't want to see these people i don't want to be reminded how old i am okay i'm done i'm moving on to recap, you don't want to see old people and you don't want to see young people. Other than that, you're perfectly fine with anybody else. <laughs> other than that, you're good. So tell me about Naked and Afraid. Well, it's they, they drop two people onto uh, an island and they have essentially no clothing, no nothing, and uh, they have to survive for 21 days and then get off, okay? That's it. They have no clothes. So how does the show handle the uh, uh, genitalia and the tits? Okay. I guess that's the same thing. Part of the same thing. (laughs) They just just fuzz out. They just fuzz that out whenever they need to. So you you just don't. Calm down with your your medical school descriptions. We cannot follow your fancy medical terms here. Okay. Right. Right. (laughs) And they blur it out. And the. They they drop these two people on uh, Dominica. Uh, Dominica, that's a little island along the uh, chain in the, the Caribbean. If you're unlucky like we were once on one of our cruises, yeah. you stop there. It's one of the islands that they st- – and it, it's really uh, possibly the poorest island in the entire Caribbean. It really is. There's not a lot going on there. Is it like a so, tourist trap? They stop the boat and people are selling necklaces and stuff like that? Or what, No, because no, it, the answer is no, because no. it's that – backwards it's that ravaged by uh you know uh, communism from the from previous it, it's a it's a wow. it's just a shit it is a shithole island in the caribbean but of course they find this beautiful 
part of it that's completely uninhabited. And, and so two people, they try to survive for, tw- they have no food. They, they have no food. They have no matches, no water, no nothing. You got to find, right. So of course this goes exactly, I assume as most of the episodes go, the woman gets more pissed day after day after day. She can't stand the guy. And uh, the guy is a macho fucking asshole, former Marine. Mm-hmm. who insists that he knows everything and tries to mansplain everything. Mm-hmm. And at about day nine or 10, the woman taps out and they pick her up in a van and she's gone. So the guy has to survive for 10 days by himself. He does. He finally is able to rub you know, two, uh, two sticks together and start a fire and he's able to eat. And uh, that's the end of the show. That's the whole goddamn show. It's so stupid. I can't believe there's been 15 years of this. I can't, uh, you know, you're at least hoping for the fact that they're freezing at night because, on, you know, how these islands are. It's 95 during the day and it gets down in the 40s or 50s at night. They got nothing. You yeah. figure at least they're going to, you know, try to really keep warm. They never do. She hates him. She, they, it sucks. It just sucks. That's another hour of my life I'll never get back. But at least I still have the two hours I didn't give to a pointless Carol Burnett. I'd, I'd rather watch Bob Mackie go through all the outfits again. That's what I would rather watch than those two people on that island. Not oh, Jeeper, Jeeper, did they reference Gone with the Wind and the coming down the stairs with the curtains on her? Boy, I haven't heard about that one except for the last 40 fucking years. Okay, I get the bit already. We know it's hilarious. Move on. You either drown in nostalgia or you die from it. That's all. That's those are the two extremes of you. That's right. When I decide it's worthwhile, it matters. Right. When right. I decide I've seen enough of it, I Success. am you done. Should, and if you don't, think, if you don't think that I just want to see more Bill Russell versus Wilt Chamberlain clips, true. In the next week and a half, you are wrong. I can't get enough of that. <laughs> right. Right. Let's uh, let's do. I think the man that didn't. Um, didn't didn't someone used to call him Bill Mayer? Didn't uh, our our friend there who did the night show on WZTK? Didn't he used to call him Bill Mayer all the time? Oh, Michael Savage, the great Savage, Michael Savage. Didn't Savage used to call? And I think he called him Jay Leno as well, the host of the old host of the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my dad used to call the uh, former governor of California, who became president, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Bill Mayer, uh, who you just recently saw, uh, just saw his yeah, eight, eight days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bill has a couple. Of, I love him, but he's got some blind spots. Mm-hmm. He's got some real blind spots, and he thinks he's self-aware, but he really isn't because you can't paper over the inconsistencies and the hypocrisies, and. He's revealed these bit by bit over the years and just recently. And I'm not saying that this is how you learn what real America is about. But, you know, he does that show from uh, Los Angeles on Fridays. You know, they write it all week long and and uh, they do the show. And then on Saturday and Sunday, he goes out across the country and does you know, one night stands. Yeah. Uh, eight days ago, he was uh, where we are in North Carolina in Durham. We went and saw him and he admitted or bragged. I don't know whether it was one or the other a few months ago that he had never been to a waffle house 
or a Cracker Barrel. And of course, you and I are not beyond making fun of of things that we consider low rent. But I have no problem. We no. I shop at Walmart and I love it, and I do all. The, and and for someone like him, who's been traveling the country for decades, and he is in places like where we are. You, you've never, ever, once, ever gone to one of these. What do you uh, eat at the Ritz everywhere? And and I'm not saying that that's an indicator that you're out of touch, but it it meant something. But then he really gave it away that he is just a bit above it all, even though he wants to let you believe that he's not above it all because he's not one of those who is above it all. And we just need to all get together and understand each other. Liberals, I mean, we can't be in our silos, that whole shit. Then he says, I haven't flown on a commercial airliner in 20 years. Okay. So if you're flying private and you've never had to go through what the rest of us go through when we travel and you've never been to restaurants below a three star anywhere i'm thinking okay i get the point and it's by the way he can afford it i understand that if you can afford to have everything catered or you have a private job i mean i get that but it still is something and it's tougher to accuse others of being out of touch or elite if you are that guy also but I still love him, but last week he really jumped the shark. He had Elon Musk on, and he went really extra long with his opening uh, one-on-one interview segment. He went to about 27 or 28 past the hour, and usually that segment ends at, at 16, 17 minutes past, and he moves on. And it was just a nonstop suck-up love fest like you've met all four Beatles at once for the first time in your, you, and you just don't know what to say. Oh, Elon, you're saving the world. Oh, you're doing all these things. Oh, you're so unjustly attacked. Oh, this or that. And it, it was really kind of disgraceful because you can at the same time acknowledge that Elon Musk has you know, made a, a lot of contributions in terms of our energy grid and space and move the electric car you can do that and at the same time beat the shit out of him for being such a dolt on twitter it would be okay it would be all right but there was not a word said about twitter can you imagine having him on right now and ignoring twitter well i mean it's, uh, it's kind of gaslighting like we're supposed to yet the last year and a half actually right. happen you know right Right. And it, we, he took a he right. took a, a a company again. This is business genius, and he drove the price of the company and the value of the company way, way, way down, way down. Not only that, but the main company that he was with, he also the stock price took a shit last year. <laughs> I mean, we're, and we're just supposed to like, oh, he's such a genius. This that, and then they launch they launched a rocket like a couple of weeks ago, and the fucker exploded. And sp- I mean, again, these are things we're all we're not supposed to we're supposed to ignore this. Well, you, know, you certainly wouldn't know that if you would have uh, seen the segment, but that's just, it's just not a good look and you don't have to be that obsequious to uh, someone like Musk. But on the other hand, my guess is that part of Elon Musk agreeing to come on that show 
probably involved. Uh, let's not talk about Twitter. Okay, no problem. Right? But there, there's, there's, let's not talk about Twitter and let's, hey, how about a blowjob for about 30 minutes? I mean, there, yeah, there's that, somewhere you can, you can go somewhere in, but, and, and the other thing is that some, see, Bill, to me, and I, I do think he's very funny. I think he's been funny for a long time. He kind of contrarians the shit out of himself sometimes, though. He kind of just circles well, you know around. He, like, him, it, it, him, him and, him and Smirkanish play this game. Yeah. They both play this both sidesism game as they deny that they're doing it. That's I I, and I agree. And, 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 and like you're, you're just as likely in a you know a couple weeks' time to see Bill Maher taking the piss out of some out of touch billionaire. I mean, you'll you'll see him do something like that. And just it, it, it's just very I don't know, yeah. it kind of drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. All right. It, we said it. We got it done. That's it. We got it done. And if you ever get the chance to see him do stand up, he's very, very funny. I mean, yeah. I've I've never yeah. seen him when he wasn't hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the trials, uh, trials de Trump. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that, uh, that trial in New York, Eugene Carroll, the, uh, advice columnist <laughs> going after Donald Trump, accusing him of rape in Bergdorf Goodman's yeah, I'm not, in I'm not, the I'm not, 1980s. I'm obviously not laughing at that. Not at the accusations. It's just the Trump legal team quotations is doing some really good stuff. Yeah, they went they went for a mistrial this morning. Wait, they went for a mistrial this morning and before you could get out of bed, the judge told them to Logan Roy, fuck off. That's right. Okay. That's right. Fuck off. Um and the lead lawyer in this case, Joe Tapacchino, who uh, I say I call him Joe, he definitely spent a week at uh, Tony Soprano Fantasy Camp Tapakino. <laughs> um, he's he's acting like every lawyer ever in rape cases in South Carolina in the 1930s. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> where this is the woman's fault. Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you go to the cops? All these kinds of things, which. Apparently, he really hasn't been alive for the last oh, 30 years, where that's not a legitimate question to ask a woman, because we know it's not even a that uh, everyone doesn't immediately go to the cops, especially when it's a famous person who it's believed would uh, destroy them. Yeah. publicly if they ever said a word that's what they do right that's what rapists do um and uh, as as we speak i don't know who's been on the uh, the witness stand today but you're going to have uh the two women that she did tell right after it happened and one of them said go to the cops and the other one said uh, you probably better not he'll he'll destroy you and she kept to herself. But I think this is the argument that's being made by uh, Trump's lawyer that, you know, since E. Jean Carroll wrote this advice column and was on TV for, for a long time answering questions, she apparently was asked several times over the years by women who had been assaulted, what should I do? And her advice to them was to report it, report it. So. That makes her a liar and a hypocrite if she was telling other people to do things that she didn't do herself. See, 
That means she's lying about Donald Trump. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, of course it doesn't. So those are two of the people that they're bringing up as uh, witnesses for uh, the prosecution. And I think two of the other people are women who have also said that they were raped or assaulted by Donald Trump. <laughs> so uh, that that looks like a tough, tough one to climb over, don't you think? Uh, Pino has a uh, he has the shame gene has completely missed him. He just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. This is why people hate lawyers. He will continue to do whatever he does to try to get. He he was accusing the judge of being very pre- prejudiciary uh, towards the the Trump <laughs> towards the defense. It, it's a ridiculous yeah, okay, I'll, I'll call mistrial. You're right. I, you I am. Got me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad guy, yeah. and he, he does it really kind of with a straight. You, if you get a chance to read the actual letter, you should read it because it's very very funny. But he has absolutely no shame in trying to run up the stupidest, the dumbest, the most ridiculous arguments you've ever heard in your life. And he'll do it time and again for a guy that wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. <laughs> he does. And Takapina just doesn't care. He just has no sense of any kind of reflection at all that he looks like uh, a million pounds of ass. It's just it, it is kind of stunning. There's a, there's a title for your next book. A million pounds of a million ass. pounds of ass. The Joe De- Tacopina story. I mean, here's here's a guy. I don't know what kind of law he ever practiced in life, I, but he feels like the classic ambulance chaser. He feels like the guy that would be on television. Call 888. Blow me. If you've been hit by a car, I'll get you every dollar that you're worth. I mean, he's, he, he seems like that see, kind of guy. See, the, the problem is you're right. That's how he comes off, but he is in legal circles in in New York. He's a very famous defense lawyer. So how do, how do you get to be that way and be famous at the same time? Because usually those guys are the smoothest, yeah. uh, slickest talking. You've just taken your reputation if you wiped your ass with it. You're done from now on. Forget anything that any goodwill that you ever built up, anything that you ever did that was seen as legitimate or good or anything. It's done now. You've torpedoed it by being a part of this, this asshole's legal team. And then making again, the stupidest legal arguments you could possibly make that are getting smacked down left and right. Well, look at all the lawyers who were involved with O.J. Simpson afterwards. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, F. Lee Bailey was washed up, right? That was it. That was his last stand. Right? I don't think he ever did anything of note after that. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, who was already trying to figure out how can I start to destroy whatever reputation I'd built up in the first 25 years of my career? How can I wreck that? He He's done nothing for himself there robert shapiro right he was the he was the yeah. lead lawyer and yeah. he ended up doing uh, selling shit on tv right was, is he did he start legal zoom was that legal his zoom, bit yeah. legal zoom was his yeah oh, okay all right well give him that he did go entrepreneur and and that, that's clearly a big deal the great johnny um, cochran after that was uh yeah johnny cochran uh i don't he never had the kind of high profile cases after that you know he didn't i don't think he lived that long um afterwards uh and robert kardashian wasn't a lawyer in the case but that was 
that was uh, OJ's friend, right? OJ's but that guy, you. he was, yeah, he was he was an attorney. And then on the other side, you had Marsha Clark, yeah, and uh, the uh, the other guy, Chris Darden. Guy, Chris Chris Darden. Oh, I'm so I'm so sad that I even fucking remember that. Okay, Dude. if you think you're sad, uh, I I was gonna say the. Uh, the guy that looked like the uh, the guy in an officer and a gentleman. What was that? <laughs> oh, Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Uh, we're so we're so deep into this podcast. If anybody's still with us, we're forgiven for everything at this point. You know, right? there's, there's just a couple of things that I don't forgive OJ for. <laughs> Number one is for somehow tangentially creating this Kardashian bullshit. This whole that's all that's OJ's fault. And the second true. and the second thing was that it really was the OJ Simpson thing was really the launching point for Jay Leno passing David Letterman in the ratings. I'll never fucking forgive OJ for that bullshit. Mm. Never, ever, but, ever, 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 ever. You have to balance the bad with the good. On the other hand, Cato Kalen. All right. <laughs> well, sure. Now the, the national treasure, if ever there was one. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, Greta Van Susteren. Yeah, that's another fuck. God. It's, it's, uh, yeah, look what Damn. we got. Look what we got there. Just a her. growing metastasizing cancer on America's ass. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have the Feinstein fiasco. We have uh, AI kicks MD's ass. TV already bad, about to get worse. Yeah. And uh, the godfather of artificial intelligence steps down. Oh, uh, let's talk about that. The godfather of AI stepping down. Yeah. Uh, this guy's name is Jeffrey Hinton. He's uh, been at this for about 50 years. Worked at the University of Toronto. And today, Monday, he uh, joined the Cassandras, the wimps, the wussies, who are warning that artificial intelligence essentially is going to ruin the world. Uh, it's out of control. It's moving along faster than anybody has any idea about. You know what I compare? He, uh, he just quit his job at Google. He worked there for about 10 years. He became one of the most respected voices in the field of artificial intelligence. And now he is free to speak and now regrets his life's work. You know what I compare this to? I compare this to, and it didn't happen, but had it happened, maybe the world would be different. This would have been if people who were working on the atomic bomb were talking about it in public while they were doing it. In real time, yeah. In real time. <laughs> yeah, that's And crazy. said, we, we, we just know that this is going to be horrendous. But it's too and late. <laughs> and, 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 trains but down the tracks. It, but in good conscience, I and leaving the ongoing development of this thing called uh, atomic bombs. But, and so this is what this is like, because it, it's real clear that uh, artificial intelligence is either replicating itself or uh, duplicating its abilities in an exponential manner day by day, minute by minute, to take in more information and figure out different ways to do things that are superior to what humans can do in a lot of areas too quickly. And I guess just like the uh, Internet, 
when it first developed, there were a lot of people saying, you know, better be careful. This could be used for nefarious reasons. And it has been by a lot of folks. It, sure it has. definitely has been. But but um, that seems to pale in comparison to this. It really, really does. And I don't know how you uh, uh, put the proverbial genie back in this bottle. You can't. No. And uh, it's just uh, something that you you really got to be um, aware of. You really you really got to pay uh, attention here because the amount of fake stuff that's already going out there is amazing. I mean, you surely saw that last week when Joe Biden announced he was running again for president. And he did it in a, uh, a three-minute video that they put out that the Republican answer was 100% artificial intelligence-produced blather, okay? <laughs> it was. There were no real images on there. They were all AI-produced, and they were all of the apocalyptic. Here's what would happen if Joe Biden was president. By the way, he is president, but... For the sake of the argument, we'll pretend that they are just stupid, not stupid. And when they said that, they were really referring to the reelection of Joe Biden, which, again, I got a headache just thinking about how silly that was. But so here's a campaign already using it for no particular reason. Believe me, you can find video of uh, mayhem and people rioting and doing all kinds of you can find real video of that. You don't have to come up with fake images of it. Um, to give it some kind of edge or, or, or something of that sort. But it's already there. It's already there. So just imagine what's going what's gonna to come just in this campaign ahead. It's, it, it really is incumbent upon people. And here's the dumbest thing you'll hear me say all day today. Uh, citizens need to be very, very conscious and on their toes about what they read and see in this upcoming campaign. It may not be real. Yeah. Okay. Well, forget that. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. It's 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 just over. I'm assuming uh, the stories are going to be coming out very soon about people who have been catfished for years and years with the AI bot chatting them up, and they somebody one of the somebody who is a nefarious idiot man. having a hot picture of a guy or a woman, and they think it's that person. Then the relationship goes on for years. I'm assuming those stories are coming up pretty soon. Why wouldn't they be? This would just yeah. be another. Yeah another way of of doing the same thing it's a it's a way of improving upon traditional classic catfishing <laughs> i uh kicking it up a notch kicking it up a notch in in my other uh life in my day job i talk to people on a regular basis who are scammed out of a lot of money and they live in your town brad they live all about us and they're they're scammed out of thousands upon thousands may have talked to someone a couple of weeks ago who lost a hundred thousand dollars in a scam just but the guy calls you they say they're with paypal they're with security they need you to do this that and a third access to this that and these are these are people again who are fairly reasonably intelligent people and i can't imagine how that goes to the next level with ai i mean at those that that's going to be just a suck hole of money that's going to be drained out of the economy People being scammed by this stuff. Uh, wow, that gives me a headache just thinking about that. I know. Considering what, what I just did this morning. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the um, I mean, the, the, the applications for this technology are, are limitless when you think about it being used by terrorists, when you think about it being used by those people who are doing the ransomware hustle, uh, all, all of those things. It's, it's just frightening. And as you say, the genies, it, it does remind me of Jurassic Park. We, uh, we spent so much time asking, could we? We never asked, should we? Which was the key question that Jeff Goldblum asks in the first Jurassic Park movie. And by then, it's too late. The T-Rexes are ripping people's arms off and stomping through the jungle, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Having said that, are you, what, are, what are your plays now? Have yeah. you done specific stock market plays in AI? No. Okay. I'm just curious because no. there's there's a lot yeah, of different I mean, ways. If you, to if you can't, I mean, if you count owning some Nvidia, yeah, I guess that counts. I mean, if there's you a, if you if you count owning Microsoft and Microsoft, Alphabet, yeah, yeah. And, and and Alphabet and uh, and Meta, I guess yes, but not in a. I'm not chasing anything. Okay. I'm not chasing anything because. Uh, the, I, I don't know how you do that. I really don't know. Yeah, the don't know. Uh, it, it is frightening, and it is it's almost impossible for people like civilians like ourselves to really envision all of the things it can do. The guy, a guy like this guy that you were talking about, who came up with it, who's like, "Oh, I'm scared as shit," and I I I helped come up with this stuff. <laughs> as far as regretting your life's work, join the party, bub. Yeah. Hey. Uh, uh, I, I do think we need to sneak in because we didn't get to uh, uh, speak about this on the uh, Brad and Brit cast. I'm going to go on record now. And this is a football comment. If if quarterback C.J. Stroud yeah. hits it big yeah. with the Houston Texans, Astros, Colt 45s, whatever they're called in the NFL, if he hits it big and – the short guy that got drafted by the Panthers Bryce really Young. does turn out to be too short. Yeah. Someone is going to get yelled at. And I'm not saying that Bryce Young doesn't have – I know, I get every – I know the scouting report is great. He's a great guy. He's got a great he, – he's got great judgment. He got about all, I, know, I know all that. And you're supposed to overlook, of course, the fact that he'll be like the shortest – you know, he's like the Muggsy Bogues of, of quarterbacks, okay? Russell Wilson towers over him, okay? And I'm, that's not going to matter, right? It's not going to matter, not going to matter until it matters. Oh, you know, he only had two balls batted down last year at Alabama. Well, I have news for you. That's fucking college football. That is not the NFL. And True. I just hope that they're right. I hope that they are right in Charlotte, Britt, or someone is going to blow a gasket here. Well, I mean, yeah, David Tepper. It it sounds like the kind of thing where David Tepper insists they draft this guy. He does. He comes up short, and then fifty people get fired (laughs) because David Tepper is not going to fire himself. Well, you know, it's kind of my fault, guys. Well, (laughs) said we should do it. Look, and by the way, you know, he may, he may be the man. I hope they're right. 
I think you, but, I, I don't. I don't wow. know. Who you know? You never know with this stuff. You never know. No, Ryan I'm, Leaf I'm not saying like that you do. A guy coming out of college, Ryan Leaf looked like he was a, sh- a surefire winner. Jamarcus Russell, my God, what an athlete! That guy's going to be tremendous in the NFL. Tim well, that's, Tebow, that's, Tim fucking Tebow, looked like that he was, was the Raiders, and the Raiders are idiots, so you can't well, count that. This, but this draft, we're not idiots. We actually did something okay. Uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah. The, of course, the guy that traded up to get Tim Tebow is now the coach of the. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that didn't. Th- uh, Tim Tebow did not come with with that stamp of can't miss. There were some. There were some. Yeah. Well, he and he and he still remains one of the great quarterbacks in college history. Nobody would get, take that away from him at all. A Hall of Famer, as a matter of fact, in college. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I don't. It's know. like trying to bring up uh, NBA Hall of Famer Rick Mount. No, it didn't happen for Rick Mount. But he was one of the greatest college basketball shooters. Ever. He was like Pete Maravich or Steph Curry in college. And he somebody thought that, pros. you know, so, somebody thought that Sam Bowie was a better pick than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Once upon a time. Baba Bowie. Baba Bowie. Sam Bowie out of the University of Kentucky. Drafted yeah. number one ahead of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, but I'm not saying that there, we know that. We know there have been mistakes that are made. But, you know, this one was this was a. Either or kind of choice. It was right there. It well, was it really, really was. So hey, man, what? If, I what if they both do well? What if we both go? Hey, they well, both naturally we wish them that, that both of them will. There was will, no. Uh, see, that's no fun yeah. at all because you want to rub it in somebody's face. You want you want to be able to go. Ah, you suck. But no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, last thing, uh, TV already bad, about to get worse. I guess there's going to be a, a, a writer's strike, and this is where. Oh, yeah the uh the scripted shows and you know they they always anticipate this so they they usually have many months of of shows that are already already in the can or already being made so it's not as if if there's a writer's strike next thursday on friday there's there's no brand new episode of uh C- csi kansas city or whatever whatever you're watching there um but what always amuses me is that the late night uh, shows, the ones that are left, yeah. suddenly they, they they're done. They're done. You can't have uh, any of the the you know no Jimmy Fallon, no um, no Kimmel, not none of the no John. No, Oliver, I heard no, that James Corden went ahead and just packed it in. Yeah, he did. Anticipation. He did. That was it. That, well, that's not why. <laughs> that's that's not why he left. No, I'm he I'm left. Aware. I'm aware. Right. You saw you saw the numbers, didn't you? Well, I did. did you see, but when also- I, the, no, no, no. The, well, you don't know what numbers I'm talking about. I'm talking about it cost them sixty five million bucks to produce his show, and Yikes. it brought in forty five million in revenue. Yikes. Now I'm no I'm no uh, accountant, genius. but I can tell you that's minus twenty million. So that's that's why the show went away. I think I, I think you're reason. on the same page with me. I don't know. I found him to be an obsequious fuck. I, I I found him to be just a, a, a scheming little turd. Well, h- how about this? What was the reason for that show to exist? The answer is there really wasn't any. There isn't any at this point. So like in gone. tone, the Seth Meyers show should follow the Colbert show. Those two shows together make sense to me. Tonally, they would complement each yeah, other yeah. and everything else, right? Yeah. In the perfect world, that's what you would have. And I think when Colbert started out of the gate not doing well, there were all these rumors, boy, you know, the Corden show is doing pretty well. They might just flip-flop that thing. CBS just might put uh, Corden on 11.30, puts Colbert at 12. And I think yeah. a lot of that shit came from his camp. I think a lot of that bullshit came from the James Corden people trying to start mm-hmm. shit. 
I never found him to be all that entertaining. You know, the carpool karaoke, God bless you, whatever. I don't care. It went viral. I, I just never, I, I never bought in. Not a fan. I'm glad he's gone. And we wish him well. We wish him well, even though he was kind of short. I, I think that was the problem was he never really. There was yeah, a while yeah. when he was doing a lot of endorsements. Wasn't he doing Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig and something like that? And then he had like one of them. Nescafe things they were he was pitching for and stuff like that. And I'm like, boy, this well, is. Geez. I'm thinking if the if it cost them 65 million to produce that show every year, he was probably getting paid 20, some yeah, ridiculous yeah. amount of money. That's yeah. why I call, and and you know you can't ever take a pay cut. That's just too embarrassing. Well, if you're in radio, have you? <laughs> did, I, I I forgot to mention this. You know, I, I know you look at uh, some of the dopey. Uh, radio things that, that yeah, we still get stuff. sent to us, trade stuff. And there was some guy, I don't even remember his name. I think he was on in Tampa, yeah. you know, for 40 years. And uh, he just, quote unquote, retired. They just retired him. He was 81 years or whatever it was. And uh, naturally, people at that age, they either say, all right, that's it, I'm done. Or they immediately vow, I will be back. I'm not done with what I'm doing, right? There's only two ways you go when one of these situations happen. And the guy says, um, I was shocked. I was stunned that I got fired because I'm only making one-seventh of what I used to make right now. I wasn't costing them anything. right? So I think that that was a real tip-off, Britt, to what's really happened to people who are still in radio. If you are willing to work for true peanuts right now, there's a place for you in local radio, even yeah. large market local radio, unless you're grandfathered in with you know longer term contracts or you have uh, extreme uh, value individually or not that many people. But a guy like that, Tampa, big market, on forever, is saying that he's making one-seventh of what he used to make. So let's just play the game here. Let's say at the height of his fame, he was making 150 grand. Yeah. Well, uh, one, one seventh of 150 grand is about 22.5. Okay. That's not, that's not a lot of fun. And so, yeah. <laughs> but I think um, that's the thing now is like people, yeah. people sometimes ask me, do you miss it? And I'm like, well, I miss what it was. I think what I don't think, I think what it is now is pretty, I don't know if anybody's having any fun, right? I don't think anybody, I mean, you're, you're constantly, especially if you work for one of the big companies, you have to constantly be thinking you're going to get fired any second now. Right. Well, you also have to be a multimedia, everything, you know, you got to be doing podcasts, you got to be doing appearances. uh, You got to, just to make your, just to make your daily bread. Right. Yeah. They they will, they will absolutely work you. Uh, into work you down to the bone, then they'll take your bones, they'll grind it into dust, and then they'll make a uh, bread out of it. I mean, they, they, they're, I, I don't think that they, it can't be fun. It can't be any fun f- anymore for these people who are still around in it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, people, people can call, I mean, they can call me a bitter old man and you know, just a washed out and uh, you whatever. Are. You are. I don't, I don't, it's fine by me, but it's just not. Well, by the way, you're part of my Me Too movement. Sure, I'm I'm right there, but I just don't, I don't experience much radio. I think NPR does a very good job. I used to listen to sports radio, but no, it's mostly 
podcasts and uh, listen to audible books and stuff like that. What, uh, isn't the golden age of uh, sports talk radio over? Isn't oh, that just yeah. dead would, too? Oh, I would say so. That's, I would it, say so. It, it had its day. And uh, for a couple of years there, it was thought, oh man, the, you know, the dominant thing in a lot of major markets is, you know, the sports talk radio station is, way ahead of the news talk station i guess boston would be i think yeah i think in some places i think you probably like for example if you tried to do a mike and the mad dog right now and try to launch that show today could would somebody do that or could and i don't you know i'm not sure i'm not sure somebody would go for that no but then there are places where sports talk radio never ever caught on yeah number one example la yeah it look lo- it it's amazing because of course they have every team in every sport and yeah. lots of college and and all the kind of things that you would think would be ripe for a great sports talk radio but it never cut through out there no it just didn't and of course happened. you know they always come up with the famous excuse for anything failing in la you know people have so many other things they can be doing oh there's the beach over there yeah oh my god yeah. you can fly uh, a kite and they just opened a new gas station down the road you can't right. compete with that gas station right. Right. Unless, you know, unless you have the entertainment value of rick d's <laughs> <laughs> well he did make a lot of money in his time and did very well he did extremely he well. certainly did he certainly did mm, i've got a ranch in kentucky let me rub your face in it yeah <laughs>